Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. So unfortunately, this episode has a few sound issues. We're becoming all professional and mic'd up, but there are a few hurdles on the way. So we apologize for this, but we had a lot of fun with this episode and it's a new format. So we didn't want to lose out on putting this out there. So we hope you bear with the sound issues and we hope our conversation makes up for the bad sound. Here goes. Today we're discussing something which sells and which everybody loves to discuss, sex. Dun, dun, dun. I'm in a weird mood, but we're discussing sexual partners and what do we owe them. So everybody introduce yourselves and tell us which side you're on. This is Shishti, your host, and I am arguing that we owe them quite a lot, actually. Hi, this is Rohita, and yeah, same. I'm arguing that we owe them quite a lot, except for one thing, which is an explanation if if you don't want to engage further. But apart from that, yeah. Rohita always has like a clause, which is like, <laughs> yes, but my answer is never as simple as yes or no. <laughs> Hi, I'm Koena, and I think we owe them nothing. Just kidding. I think we owe them respect and honesty. Yeah. Hey, it's Carla. I'm with Koena. Respect, but other than that, uh, very little. Okay, so to start off with, let's ask the side which is saying that we owe them little to nothing. What is your biggest argument in favor? My main thing is that there's always this concept of this um, gendered idea of a woman owing someone something. So I don't think we should, um, you know, stick with that any longer. I don't think we owe anyone anything other than honesty and respect. And I also think that if if we're trying to move away from like hyper conventional normative expectations of who should be allowed to be in sexual relationships, right? Then we should be very open to the idea that you're allowed to have a relationship that exists purely for sex's sake and nothing more. Yeah, but doesn't it boil down to the question of what exactly respect is? And when you say respect, like, what do you mean? Like, isn't it more than just like, a very theoretical like yeah I respect you as a human being thing isn't it like in the small acts of care also uh, when I don't know you're taking somebody home or something like I agree that it doesn't have to have entanglements or strings attached but that still doesn't mean you don't owe them anything at all you know so what is like I just want to know how do you respect or uh, define respect and honesty so I agree with your premise right that like there is this idea or they, the conventional idea is if you have sex with someone, you have to put a ring on it and marry them and like spend the rest of your life tied to them because you decided to have sex with them. So I agree that let's move on from that idea of like owing someone something. But I feel like respect and honesty is like not basic. It's actually the most difficult things to get in life from anybody in any setting. Like not just sexual partners, right? But with friends at work. I think perhaps that the standard of like what entails respect maybe is too high in the argument that the two of you are making, right? Yeah. So basic respect is, you know, sex should be consensual, right? It should be like people, yeah, it should be fun. People should care about each other in that moment and in that context. But if there is mutual agreement that the relationship doesn't, really exceed those boundaries then i don't really think that the people owe each other much more outside of that moment and that encounter also when we're talking about respect and honesty that is also something that we owe to even strangers that we meet on the road we're honest with them we respect them so 
yeah, the idea of respect that you're talking about probably entails entails a lot more than the idea of respect and honesty that we are talking about. Yeah, fair, but like that's just limiting the idea of how much respect and honesty we owe just to the just to the sex itself. It's like there's a lot of conversations we're having now about aftercare, right? And like um I don't know what the corollary is before care, I don't know. But basically just um not limiting it to just the very like make, like ticking all the right boxes saying, "Hey, is this consensual whatever?" But it's also about showing somebody like giving somebody the like extra attention and care that you know comes with the fact that you've spent like an intimate encounter with this person they're not just anybody on the street you've engaged in something together it's like two people in it together for a few hours or whatever and you there is some obligation afterwards and before just to make sure everybody's comfortable emotionally okay whatever there is a check in that's required yeah and i want to add to that that i feel like when we say you know no strings attached or you don't know anyone anything i think that has a negative gendered connotation as well because inherently if you look at a heterosexual setup right it's inherently unequal right like one of us has to bear the consequences of if something goes wrong much more than the other even in terms of transmittability of stds and obviously you know head sex setting if we end up like getting pregnant so i feel like in those settings not owing anything ends up meaning maybe i don't owe wearing a condom to you maybe if you have to take the morning after pill i no, don't know but that's the ultimate the disrespect pill. but no? i think it's really common that's what i'm yeah, saying you know yeah. what i mean like and there is no such thing as sex outside of those like every moment every part of that encounter needs to be respectful and i think that's really rare where people actually understand boundaries where they actually think that okay you should also be having an orgasm and <laughs> you know so i feel like it's very very important i'm going to bring they owe you an orgasm into this conversation me too that's always that's my example <laughs> <laughs> i i was going to say don't steal my thunder i have a great example <laughs> okay i have a few i have a few scenarios because I have a feeling that when we pick this apart that Rohita you actually don't think that they owe you as much as as they as that we owe each other as much as um you say we do. Okay. So so and again this is assuming a scenario where both parties mutually have stated that they consider this to be a partnership that exists for the purposes of having sex and that's it. Like neither of these people wants a relationship. Here we go. Do you owe a sexual partner uh information about your sexual history? Absolutely not. But health-wise, yes. Like if you have an STD or some kind of um disease which can be transmitted via sex, that um falls in my scope of honesty and respect which you owe to the other person. So yeah. Okay, this is a trick question. <laughs> I feel like you got me. But uh generally no obviously you don't but that's if we're speaking about the number or whatever because that's a really stupid and juvenile like way of like you know how people are like what's your body count that's really stupid but uh i don't know like in the, like in a scenario let me throw it back to you in a scenario where you kind of know this person and you have mutual friends or connections or whatever and there might be a person suppose that you've slept with their ex do you owe them that information or their best friend 
Kona is expressing herself very strongly through her face. Please speak. Um, do you owe them that information? Not really, but it is the right thing to do. But do you really owe it to them? No. But if you're a decent human being, yes. Just put yourself in that position, Koina. Would you want, like, the person you're sleeping with to be, to not tell you that they slept with your best friend? To be honest, if that person had slept with my best friend, I would have already known. So, there's that. <laughs> yeah, that's your, that's like a friend issue more than it is the sexual partner's issue. Yeah. Um, okay. Do, uh, do you owe your sexual partner information about a physical health condition that may or may not sort of reveal itself in the sexual act. So for example, irritable bowel syndrome. Sorry, I had to give you a graphic one just to make it fun. No, but Shit it's a just God real. <laughs> Sorry, that was a it's very a shitty joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you get it, right? It could result in an embarrassing no, moment. No, you don't or owe that information because I feel like it's not sexy. So you just navigate so that <laughs> it doesn't it come doesn't up. Come you know up. what I mean? Like, hide your condition. Okay, what about a mental health condition? Do you owe somebody information about an underlying, any sort of mental health condition? Not if it's just casual sex, no. Um, I, like, I feel like, yes, as in unlike physical health, I feel like with a mental health condition, if you know something makes someone anxious or there's a particular trigger or this, I mean, it's just helpful. And I actually find it nice when someone reviewed that in the sense that you can set boundaries or you can, so I think yes, actually. But also if yeah. they don't want to, it's that's also fine, right? If they don't want to. So I think we owe it in the context of we owe it to them and we also owe it to ourselves, right? Because there is, it's not like a very mutually exclusive thing where it's like I'm only giving this to them because it will affect them. It's something that is relevant information for both of us to like know and be on the same page about because if someone has like, I don't know, any kind of trauma or something that will come up, it's useful for everybody to know so that the, even the other person can be mindful, right? Like, yeah. Do you owe a sexual partner introductions to people in your life, such as friends or family? Oh my God, not at all. There's a reason I'm having casual sex with you. It's to hide. <laughs> no, I, I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, not at all. Like, that's something I guard really fiercely and try and, like, hmm. reveal as little as possible. But isn't that a basic modicum of respect? Which side are you really on, Shishti? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of good. This game is like, Rohita's like, no, you fell into that trap. Okay, I'm just being honest here. No, that's not respect. That's like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, hiding people in your bedroom and not allowing them to be seen <laughs> is, is not 100% uh, respectful, but okay. All right. Um, do you owe a sexual partner um, like information about yourself, where you work, what you like to do, hobbies? Yeah, that's Trishti. <laughs> Oh my god, I think Rohita, I'm being like, uh, you know, I'm being pushed into this side. 
sorry i have i have left that side <laughs> it seems like no but i feel like this especially no like as little as i like i feel like you can even make up a different name be a different person but like basic like, information they can find on linkedin you wouldn't give them maybe not Isn't that like, a I basic modicum of respect it's such a common name <laughs> oh my god Rosa, you lost her completely she's gone <laughs> you have left me shishti this is bad no but isn't that okay like that's part of the respect right like you owe them information about yourself that's like who you are you can't like not i mean because this is such an intimate thing at the end of the day i guess it depends on how you look at it but like look at sex itself but then it is intimate and to kind of create that distance at the very outset and then i don't know like where is the intimacy in that yeah and i i think the other thing for me is like i don't know practically how does that work because it's very difficult to have any sort of conversation with another human being at all without revealing something personal so that means you're literally not talking to the person at all yeah, yeah. i mean okay. you can <laughs> you can stone cold <laughs> i mean you can talk about like movies or books so you know there's a lot you can talk about which is not yourself also men love talking about themselves yeah, so like get true. as much information yeah. as you can about them and then you're not vulnerable like i like holding that information so basically like, for het women it's very easy to just hide yeah, everything like, like they don't care and they might even be like i'm in love with you because you don't share anything about yourself like i love you you just let me talk about myself all day yeah no no wait one sec but then like information about yourself <laughs> do you owe, like okay do you don't you think you owe some kind of information about your beliefs maybe like imagine if like somebody is hiding the fact that they're like a sanghi nazi when they're gonna, <laughs> when uh, you know stuff is about to happen is it like i don't know wouldn't you want to know that isn't that then you would not be making like an informed choice about who it is you're sharing that moment with no i mean there are some boundaries i actually yeah. disagree with that the most because okay that's a super extreme example but like people with opposing political views and religious beliefs like marry each other and have lifelong partnerships all the time so yeah I'd... but for some people it's a very strong boundary it's a very strong like i'm never going to like everything else is like okay but not this i'm not going to ever share this kind of intimacy with someone whose views i find hateful so like denying that information to them but how are you supposed to find that out i mean i think that's a, i find that very diff- that's what i'm saying like it it ha- like only if you talk about yourself would this kind of like come to light a little bit right like some basic level yeah so this is a deal breaker for me personally for sure like it's a good kind of filter so actually yeah, i i'm very confused but i think that information is old and it comes out pretty easily but like what's what somebody going to say hi i'm a nazi like i don't understand like i mean who did you vote for <laughs> like me my friends and a lot of people that i know we we kind of ask this question at the very outset we do it's like, like i don't know <laughs> and even rohita would agree that this is isn't this something that we all engage in so yeah that is so what do you ask who did you vote for no we just straight out ask them ki uh, so are you a modi supporter or not or or we'll say something um bad about modi and then see how that person's reacting and then you know bo- do whatever we want to do with that information so yeah these are checklists the checkpoints yeah yeah okay last one do you owe a sexual partner 
the information that you're married? <laughs> this is fun. Yes, definitely yes. How upright and moral of you. <laughs> Moralistic. What are you? Someone doesn't feel anything. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm shocked. Okay, what else? Yeah, I think you do. I think you do. Because then you're going to be, if you don't tell them that information and assuming like you're not in a, you're, you are in a monogamous marriage or whatever, you're putting the other person in a position where they might be doing something they are not comfortable with if they ha if they don't know this about you, right? Like they might, it might be a deal breaker for them. Again, it just boils down to having consideration for the other person's like moral deal breakers or whatever, you know? So I think this falls under honesty. So yeah, I would say, yeah, for sure. Let them know that you're married. I think Hoena is kind of on Rohita and originally my side because a lot of stuff is coming under respect. Yeah. Honesty is like everything. <laughs> yeah. These are but these are these are active disclosures. See, yeah, I think I'm even I'm more extreme than you where I think certain omissions are perfectly fine if they don't directly impact the other person. Yeah. Right? And and I feel like dishonesty is also fine, actually, while I'm switching. <laughs> as in, as in some that. stuff, you don't... I mean, you can just lie. As in, yeah. why does this person have to... Yeah. You know, if they're like, oh, what's your relationship like with your parents? You yeah. would just be like, it's amazing. Yeah. There's like nothing... I mean, like, which is, un which is nobody's relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. But you don't owe them that information. Yeah. So I agree, because this to me is not basic information. But of course, whether or not what your marital status mm -hmm. is, is kind of like basic information which you owe someone else yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm just am i alone now <laughs> i'm so confused oh thanks but that's what the game is supposed to make you switch sides or like question now, your side now we're not who we thought we were when this began this has confused me the game has definitely confused me Rohita, do you do you want to go with an argument uh in favor of why we owe them a lot or not everything but a lot because i think we need that i mean i need that after this game so i think uh first of all like there is a difference between who you are in bed and who you are outside of it right like it's not like a very straight continuum <laughs> so it's like um it so often happens that we kind of just treat sex as a very something like in a vacuum where we don't like owe each other anything and it's like whatever it doesn't like sp like spill out into like the after or the before aspects of it we just treat it like just that in itself but then it does because like when when it's over if you're just going to act like okay that's all my obligation towards you is done we agree to do this and that's it bye and then just like put them in an Uber and send them on their way. That's just going to feel like leave a very bad aftertaste. And that's why I keep saying that care and respect and, you know, some kind of like mutual, um, it's going to sound very cheesy, tenderness is is a part of it. It's a, because like the after and the before are a part of the intimacy it's not like separate separate you know do you know what i mean so that's why i say that's what i mean when i'm just saying that you have to include all of the before and after elements also it's not just about the thing in itself so rohita i'm wondering if this argument about the before and after is also 
sort of assuming that there's not a perfect match between the sexual partners on their expectations. Because I think that's where it becomes unkind, right? When one person wants more more tenderness, more connection, more attention, more care, and the other person doesn't give it to them, that's when it comes across as disrespectful and callous and, the, you know, they're using you or whatever it is, right? But I maintain that if both people are completely on the same page, there's nothing terrible about visiting someone's apartment and taking a cab home, like, without them accompanying you or whatever. I don't know what that aftercare would be. But like, if both people are on the same page, that seems perfectly fine to me. No, in a lot of these ca- casual uh, sexual relationships, people mutually consent to having uh, sex with no strings attached and to like not have any other kind of expectations from one another. And that's completely fine. And that is like the lived reality of several people. So that's fine, right? Yeah, I agree. I'm not saying we have to like get married if this happens, you know. It's just that if you put me in a cab and marry me right there. <laughs> but you know, it's like just for a day, just for like 24 hours or something. It's not. I mean, I don't want to like keep like impose some kind of arbitrary time frame. But it's just that for the like that the, the time and the space that this encounter occupies is just is is bigger than just the sex itself which is why like i mean people may be on the same page and be perfectly okay with like just taking cab home like you said carla but that's where the before part comes in where you speak a little you just get to know each other a little more to understand if you're on the same page and have like align your expectations because otherwise if you don't do that then it becomes a problem afterwards if you find out if you're surprised that you're a expectations don't match and then that's why we often find ourselves in the situation where we assume the worst by default and we just like dial down the emotion and dial down the care and just it becomes like we discussed in the episode on hookup culture it becomes this very emotionally devoid thing where it's not like even cool to express emotions it becomes like clingy or whatever so that's what i mean it's there's nothing like there's nothing it's not like expressing care or whatever doesn't necessarily mean that you want to be involved with this person even later on it just had it's just basic respect for the whole experience itself okay so here is where i'd like to step in because i feel like we're talking about scenarios which don't exist right like people being on the exact same page saying hey both of us casual let's go for it i have never seen that happen where like people are on the exact same page and the second thing is what do you do about going to bring out all the pop culture that we have about when a sexual relationship evolves right like so how you feel about a person when you start out an encounter versus like after versus during versus when you talk to them like your emotions kind of get into it as you know them better right so and that's where like the inequality or like how you're feeling who wants it to be casual who wants it to be not all of that comes into the picture right and then what do you owe them or what do you not owe them i think that's the difficult part i mean Rom-coms are highly unrealistic in a lot of ways, but I think they capture that thing well, right? Yeah, but you're not on the same page, like, magically, right? It happens through communication, and whether you arrive at the same page or not is a different issue from at least trying to get there out of respect for another person and the time and the energy and the effort they're giving you, and, like, it's a reciprocal thing. But isn't so much of the, like, hurt... Um, or like you know upset feelings that happen in relationships 
are about these expectations of like, oh, but I, I should be owed, given where we are, I should be owed an introduction to your best friend, right? I should be meeting your mom. I should be, right? I should know things about your job. I should know, and, and disappointment at not being included and not being brought in in those ways. That's why at the very outset, we owe each other communication. Sorry. Or Rohit, I feel like, but it's not just about communication, right? Like certain acts denote certain things. So if you do certain things, then the person thinks, oh, you must have feelings for me. Otherwise, why would you order me food when you're like, hey, this is my version of like respect and honesty or whatever. Yeah. They're like, obviously, she must <laughs> like me if she got me, you know, paid for my food. So I don't know, like you, I think it's not as simple as you say things also because in sex and in casual sex, like so much of communication happens non-verbally and there's so much of like games where you might not want to say what you're feeling and you might yeah. want to, which is also why a lot of people consider it hectic and they're like, they do the whole face for a while and then they settle down and like, that's also a thing in life. I mean, I'm just putting yeah, out there. It's stressful to be a hoe. <laughs> oh no, it's more stressful to be a hoe is huh? what I mean. But if you're a hoe, then you're not worrying about all the window dressing, no? All this other stuff. Oh, I thought you were saying that they have a but, whole phase where they just do pure... Yeah, but with everybody. And then it always gets complicated with, like, different... You uh-huh, know what I mean? Uh-huh, like, okay, there okay. is no such, There's thing, no such as, thing as being a proper And then you're like, home. it's so hectic to, like, manage the casualness of situations yeah, yeah. that you're just like, it's easier to just get this from one person. <laughs> I don't know. Rohit is very disappointed in us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... It's not we're disappointed. It's just that I don't think it's mutually exclusive, like respect and a whole phase. Also, we're assuming that, you know, people might not be on the same page, but there are so many narratives, like online narratives and so many people who are actually on the same page about casually having sex. So, I mean, let's also like not invalidate that, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm forgetting now which side I'm arguing on. You know, I've come prepared for another side and my feelings are taking me to a, another side where it is like, oh no. But okay, I would like to bring up like a piece of pop culture to support the you should have more feelings or you owe people a lot, right? Which is that I, I personally think in an ideal world scenario, sex shouldn't be such a big deal, right? Like it should be like spending an evening with a, I don't know, going sailing or going boating. or I don't know, like, I'm making very weird analogies, but it's like a fun act. Rohita's just like, Who what the hell are <laughs> Sorry. Gehraya has gotten to me. But, uh, you know, so whatever, like, skating. Yeah. I don't know, whatever you do for fun, sex can be like one of those things. You know, like watching a movie with your friends. Yeah. So in that ideal world scenario, I think you don't owe people a lot. But currently in society, it has like this, there are a lot of anxieties around it. Entire identities are defined around like finding yourself and who you are in this space and all of that. And my pop culture example is like Sex Education, which is this series on Netflix, which if you haven't watched, you definitely should, but which kind of explores the amount of anxieties and amount of emotional turmoil people can have because of sex, you know, because it's something that is actually a very touchy nerve for us. So, you know, whether it is like... And, and it deals with different issues, right? Like your inability to have an erection in a certain episode with like what would happen with Adam or somebody having vaginismus or it affects so much of who you are and how you see yourself that I think you do owe someone, like Rohita said, like tenderness and care through that. You know, you need to walk them through that. And the absence of that tenderness and care can be very scarring. 
so i think that's like a really strong point in favor of like you owe them a lot because yeah, and i think especially at that stage in life right so i think that's that when when people are coming into their sexual maturity and they're exploring for the first time it's particularly scarring i think yeah. right and my argument is that in india it becomes much worse because we don't have sex education in schools yeah. literally you can't talk about most of us lead double lives where our families know nothing about our sex life mm. so it's even more important that that person is somebody who owes you a lot and kind of walks you through every encounter every experience but also even with sex education with all of these different um conditions like vaginismus or erectile dysfunction whatever it is weren't wasn't the point of it that these anxieties shouldn't be lionized and it shouldn't be made a big deal out of and in general sex shouldn't be made that big a deal out of mm-hmm. so then shouldn't we try to just look at sex as something as something which is not that big a deal yeah so so we can also look at it that way right yeah so i'm just saying like it can not be a big deal but it's i'm just like not comfortable with this idea of having to shift it wholesale into the not a big deal territory because it is a big deal for a lot of people irrespective because it depends a lot on your who you are as a person it, it can't just be like a societal it's like a random recreational activity we shouldn't put much store by because especially i mean okay if you had to take the example of uh people on the ace spectrum or like demisexuality like emotions and care and everything is a huge huge part of it and you know people cannot feel sexual attraction or want to have sex with somebody unless they have a strong emotional connection with them so it is a big deal in those situations and it's like you can't invalidate that by saying we should just wholesale not give it any importance as an activity and just like relegate it to something like skating <laughs> and uh, you know but even like okay to extend the skating and sailing metaphors a little bit okay <laughs> like if you go if you go sailing with someone if you go skating with someone it's like with someone right like the whole purpose and enjoyment of it is like their company otherwise you can just go alone right and like if you just like go skating with someone and just like skate off ahead without them then like what's the point you know what i mean it's it's sort of like together you got to you got to be on the same page and just be it's like a did this become nonsensical i don't know <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah i don't know why that maybe think of skating alone versus skating with people of like masturbating versus having <laughs> yeah, sex that's what she was that's what she was going about. for yeah oh but i think you know that is an interesting point for me because i feel like maybe in general if we owe people a lot in terms of just like if we can be more emotional about how we engage with sex it'll just lead to like better sex you know what i mean yeah. so but don't you feel like that when it is an emotional relationship you kind of hold back more because you don't want to hurt them but with a casual relationship you can you can, you can have all of this easy communication yeah. that's true so very interesting dilemma actually that's very true that you might be honest in a casual sex cuz it's just sex because the stakes are lower you're yeah. thinking if the emotional stakes are yeah. low and it's literally just pleasure and yeah. like you know yeah. how do we yeah. maximize yeah. that yeah. in in emotional relationships it's like everyone's so sensitive yeah, yeah. <laughs> On that note, I don't know if anyone has a funny ending. You should say come again next time. Ooh, very mm. nice. Mm. <laughs> mm.
This podcast is brought to you by TS Studios, the production company that brings the Swaddle's creative point of view to original podcasts and films.